Yo, what up? Welcome back to another episode of The Spot. Thank you all for joining me again. Thank you for all my subscribers. Everybody who continues to support the page, support just everything about The Spot, man. Um, everything that we're about, I really appreciate y'all. Uh, today I have another guest. <laughs> it's a, a good friend of mine, man, from back in the day, man. Um, I knew this dude when he was a youngster, man. He was, he was, he was on the come up in, in a rap game. Um, we've had actually had his group partners, his group member, um, on one of our previous episodes, um, I, you know, they, when I, when I met them, I knew they were special, man. They had, they had this, this thing that they did, man, on stage and this presence that they had in their music, um, that was just kind of undeniable, you know what I'm saying? And, um, ever since then, man, I looked at them as my little brothers, you know what I'm saying? I, I tried to, you know, do as much as I could, um, while my time in industry to support, you know, whatever it is that they had going on. So, uh, without further ado, I'd like to bring out my boy. My good friend Malcolm, thank you, brother, for joining me, man. Welcome to the spot, man. Thank you for coming through, man. How you doing, man? Looking good, man. Man, see you sometime, man. Looking good, yeah. I dig, I dig, I dig, I dig, I dig. No, I, 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 trust me, I dig it, bro. I could dig it, man. But that's what's up, man. Um, what you been up to lately, man? I've seen you, at, you know, over the years. We we had some separation. There was some time where I didn't see you. Um, you know, I know. Um. You know, I kind of was a little bit um, familiar with what your, you know, partner Greg was doing at the time, because um, I know you were kind of offline and, you know what I'm saying, for a while and stuff like that. So I hadn't seen you in a while, but, you know, when it, when you did resurface, you know, I had seen, uh, you know, that, you know, you were kind of back doing your thing uh, music-wise. I always see your freestyles, your freestyles. You actually dropped the project, fam. Yep. Yeah, that project was dope, man. I have a few of them on my on my on my on my on my on my playlist, bro, that I keep on me, dude. Yeah, man, I dug that project, man. But uh, you know, uh, tell us what's going on with you, man. Tell actually tell the people where you from, man. Where you from? What's your neck of the woods, bro? Uh, west side, of Long Beach, California. All right. Uh, not from where Snoop at, the other side of where Snoop at. Okay. Um, Long Beach. I can't, you know, to me. Right, 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 right. Yeah, we grew up right, 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 right. I dig, I dig. Long Beach, California, that's kind of where I got my style and everything I was. Right. Uh, I got a little bit of uh, watch in me, so it, it come out, you know, mm -hmm. But, yeah, Long Beach, California, man. Okay. Long Beach. <laughs> Long Beach, man, there's a lot of artists that come out of Long Beach, man. I, I've seen... Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. I, I, yeah, it's, right, right, right. I, I tell you, and even California, and living from California, if you know any niggas from California, most of niggas is from either Compton or Long Beach. It's either, it, you know what I'm saying? Like most people you meet out of California, and I'll be thinking like, dude, how big is Long Beach or how big is Compton? Like how big can Compton be, bro? Like everybody from Compton, everybody from Long Beach. Yeah, 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 man. Those are two very well traveled. Yeah, absolutely, sure. absolutely. Everybody knows. Exactly, exactly. So, man, I, I dig that, man. I dig that, man. So, um, you know, I know you you have became a father. Um, tell me a little bit about that, man. Like two two babies, man. It's a boy and a girl. Man, I, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. It's it's crazy to me to see that these these young cats then then grew up on me. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't say that to like son y'all nothing like that. Yeah, but it's just like for me when I was on a come up, man. I remember 
everybody at my house, we was freestyling. We oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we was at my house, in my little apartment. You remember that joint? I remember. Yeah, we we was over there freestyling. We we you know what I'm saying we was trying to come up with a click and a team. We yeah. was trying to build the whole the whole joint up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That was that young. He was yeah. at, he had practiced the, the next day and, and stuff like that. These cats was like some some real students of the yeah. It was fresh, yeah, yeah, bro. Like y'all was, y'all was super young. So it's crazy for for y'all. It's it's dope. I love to see the growth, man. I love to see how far y'all have come in in life. Not just y'all, just the, even the people that I used to. I, I just really like to see the growth. Just to see the growth, man. Exactly, because we deserve to grow. We don't get that opportunity out here like that. That the society with society and, and you know brutality and. You know that the mental stress that they try to paint on us, we don't have that many years on us. So to see young black men like y'all continue to grow and continue to have families and children and just you know keep this thing going, it's it's beautiful to see, man. So tell me about your kids, man. Like some to, of my oldest, Caden, my little boy. Caden, okay. My, my dog uh, turns two January twenty seventh. Oh, right on the corner. That's my, yeah, that's my dog. So he got like personality yeah yeah i love him man he, he likes football yeah but he likes football uh so he always asks me what football right he football, so that's what right really, um it's just getting him to, to grow um his mom is not black so okay. like teaching everybody around him that's not black so right 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 how you raise a black man right because it's, it's different from anything else in this world you know what I'm saying? For right. them to understand like what they need to see, the struggle that they have to right. they'll have to go through just right. being, you know, the auntie or the mm -hmm. uh grandmother or mm -hmm. the mom of a black mm -hmm. man. Right. And then my youngest is I got a newborn born October first, Kaylani. Mm -hmm. She got six weeks now. Six weeks, man. Yeah. So. Beautiful babies, man. Yeah, Beautiful it's babies. Beautiful, man. It's, it's, it's a it's a it's something that you'll never You'll never understand mm -mm. until you're in it. Till you're, you're in like, it. Damn. Till you're in full it. Full flare. Till you're in it. Till you're in it. Till yeah. you're in it. Is, is your mic on? Let me make sure your mic is on. Let me see. I don't think it's on. It's out there, though. you good now. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. If you couldn't hear me. Yeah, they can hear you from my shit in this room. Oh, okay. So yeah. Yeah, we saw. Um, oh, yeah. It's cool, man. I just think, like, being a father, like, your sense of responsibility. Right clicks so fast <laughs> yeah like it's so fast and it yeah. just happens naturally without you thinking like oh i gotta do this for my kids it's just like no i'm just naturally gonna do it right. you know what i'm saying you naturally start thinking that way like you got to get out of your own ways like right. understanding that shit i got somebody to go home to right you know what right. i'm saying and like just with different things as a like i mean as a black man like, yeah, you go every day yeah it's just like damn like through all that i still gotta go home right Right, you know what I'm saying. I still have to raise my children. To understand that they are, yes, they are mixed kids. But at the end of the day, unfortunately, the way society sees anybody mixed with black, mm -hmm. you black. Of you course, of course. Now, being and this is a little off of what you know, but being that you have interracial children, mm -hmm. um, do you foresee like society treating them any? lesser or any better because sometimes when you get interracial children mm -hmm. depending on you know the race that you have mm -hmm. with um they 
almost sometimes have a privilege mm. but then when you have you know somebody of the the darker mm. you know complexion or you know if you go within your you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like what do you do you feel like that that'll have a a, a a toll on them growing up just as far as how you guys are um, raising them or do you just do you feel maybe you know well i know for, so for me like i, I was like i'm i'm mixed mm-hmm. so for me it was always like i'm not as black as my black friends i'm not as white as my white friends right. you know what i'm saying um but i just always i i want to raise my kid until you know the mother of my children like of course we just have to let them know that who they are is okay. Right. You know, if my son's hair is curlier than his friends, mm-hmm. that's okay. Right. Your little cousin, she might not, it's okay. Right, right, She's right. her, you, you. Like, right. Love who you are. I'm just trying to teach to my children self-love, self-respect, mm-hmm. and like understanding your value and your worth. Right. Never let nobody demean of course. your value. I tell the mother of my children, like, no matter who it is, like I understand, like you have aunts and you have mm-hmm. like I will go off on your aunt for my child. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. And and not apologize about no, it of because course. that's what young black kids need to see. Right. They need to understand like I belong here. Right. And can't nobody tell me nothing. Exactly. Else. Exactly. I've I've myself have seen um just raising, you know, uh daughters. You know, um just the things that society is gonna paint on them. Mm-hmm. Like first off my I told you I have um you know, a teenager mm-hmm. and, you know, she probably won't like this, but, you know, me and my wife have had to deal with, you know, the questions because she, she doesn't, number one, she doesn't go to a predominantly urban black school. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in, you know, a certain area mm-hmm. to where, you know, there's predominantly other races, white, Mexican, you know, but it's predominantly, mm-hmm. you know, white people who go to this school. And sometimes, you know, I remember a couple of times she's, you know, come home and ask, why isn't my hair this flowy? Mm-hmm. And why isn't my, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. like certain things that she didn't understand, mm-hmm. you know, that society, you know, put on her or, or to make her believe that this is just the one thing that's normal. Yeah. This is, just, you're supposed to have one shade mm-hmm. of hair and you're supposed to be long and flowy yeah. and it's supposed, supposed to be one type, to, of, one type yeah. of, you know what I'm saying? 100%. And, and so I, 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 I see, you know, when I see, you know, kids who grow up with biracial, you know, uh, parents mm-hmm. and, you know, just in a biracial thing, I think it's a beautiful thing because I think they have an advantage mm-hmm. of being both. It's, it's the, the, you know, the best of, of both mm-hmm. worlds. You connect to, you different, get, cultures. Connect to yeah. different cultures. You have 100%. a connection with everything and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Everybody. So I think that's amazing, man. I, I think that's amazing, man. So, you know, when I became a father, you know, um, I realized that I'm responsible for change. I don't know if you felt that yeah. overwhelming feeling when your baby was born. Mm-hmm. First off, when your baby is born, I don't know if you did this, but me, I count the 10 fingers mm-hmm. and the 10 toes. 10 toes, 100%. That's, I can make sure if we, made, if we made it out of there. We saw it. We all right. Heart good. Everything else good. We're all right. We can work on everything else. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. We're all right. We're all right. 100%. But when, <laughs> when, you know, they start to get older and, you know, they start to start to talk and they start to, you know, um, discover what they like and mm-hmm. who they are and trying to figure out the personality. Like my three-year-old is trying to figure out her personality right now. Mm-hmm. Crazy part, she got a personality just like me. Mm-hmm. So she acts just like me. She talks just like me. She she reacts to things just like it's seeing a mirror image mm-hmm. of myself. But when I when I became a this father, 
you know, first of all, I was an instant dad because of my, my oldest. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I started having, you know, children. Um, I realized that um, I'm responsible for making this person a changer for the world. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for this person. And I can only imagine you being, because your babies are so young, mm-hmm. that the things that kind of go through your head on a daily basis of what it is, you know, that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um especially with the climate that we live in. Yeah. The climate that we live in, man, it's it's hard being black out here, number one, and then it's hard to raise black children to mm-hmm. to know what and how harsh the world is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That. Being stopped by police, being, being you know... Just looked at. Profiled when you're walk, just just walking, just walking up the street. And people would be yeah. like, what are you doing? 100%. Right, right. Can you speak on that, bro? Can you speak on, like, you know, I know your children are young right yeah. now, but some of the things that you had to grow up, maybe your, your, you know what I'm saying, your people yeah. taught you, what are some of the things you, you plan to pass down to your, chi- yeah. your, well, your children? I know, so for me, right, and I'm, the good thing with me was my dad always taught me to be self-aware of myself. Right. So it made me, I understood shit differently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if can I cuss. Yeah, you go, you go. You I, go. I understood shit differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always was very aware. And mm-hmm. I see that my kids, like my son, very aware. Right. You know, if we're in a place and he don't know people, he gonna sit and watch people for a minute. Of course. See if everybody cool. Right. And then he gonna have fun and be right. himself. Right. Um, so but me being self aware, like I understand like my look, like I got braids. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I'm black. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to say it, I'm a nigga. Like, yeah, of course. I'm not like I'm not I'm a nigga. Like right. full fledged. Right. Like I'm from where I'm right. from. Right. Exactly. I'm from I'm from. I wear Jordans. Exactly. I like to like my music loud. Exactly. But on top of that, I'm also college educated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know how to speak for myself. I, I know what's right and what's wrong. Right. You know, and so for my son, <clears throat> for my son, I always wanted, I, I want him and I always try to be around him like a strong black man. Yeah. Every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to let him understand like you, you can have your emotions. First right. of all, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like it's my okay dad to be emotional. My, Cause my, my dad was a great dad. I'm not ever, my dad was the best dad. Mm-hmm. Right. But my dad was, you know, my dad was from Watts. My dad was from. They're from a different era. It's the same yeah, thing as and my it dad. It was yeah. gangbang era. Right, right, right. So you know, they it wasn't. There was no. You couldn't be that way. There was no. There was no way you could be that. Yeah. You might die. Get your ass You did what I'm saying. So he kind of like. He didn't know how to teach me that. Right. So with me, going other places, um, expanding my mind, expanding where where I got to see, meet new people, you start to. You know, you broaden up your heart, you soften up. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, it's okay to be this way. Right. It's okay to talk to somebody who, you know, like I play football in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I, I had homies who had Confederate flags on their things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I understanding like now, like what the fuck? Right, 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 what right. it means to them is right. different from what right exactly what some people say. You right. know what I'm saying? Not everybody with a Confederate flag is. No, you know no, what I'm that's saying? a southern thing. Yeah, and that's what he was. That's telling a me. southern thing. Like that's that it's it's offensive. Um, because after, yeah, but it, it's it's a that's a southern thing. Yeah. Black people walk, walk, run around with exactly. Confederate flags in the, in the south. Yeah, that's a thing. So for my son, I always try to teach him like I always try to teach him like this: is how you be a stand up, strong black man, mm-hmm. be yourself, understand who you are. You're supposed to be. Right. If you're not doing nothing wrong, right? Can't nobody tell you nothing. Um, uh, for my daughter, it scares me. <laughs> it does. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, the reason it scares me for my daughter is because not only is she black. But she's a woman. You know what I'm saying? And that's like... And obviously, you know, I'm not a woman. <laughs> I don't know it how to be a woman. It scares you because you're a man. Yeah. 
And I know every like exactly. every bad thing that exactly. happens to women. Exactly. I'm like, and I'll be like, hell no. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because every thought that you ever thought of a woman come to your head. You yeah. hate to believe it, but somebody will think of your daughter the same in the way, way, same ways that you thought of somebody else's daughter. Mm-hmm. So now you have to. So now you have to go into papa mode, mm-hmm. and now it's like I will, boy, hundred percent. And it's funny, it's funny, right? Because like all my homies and all like my girl tell all her friends, like, oh, when she get old enough, right, it's gonna be a problem. And oh I'm yeah, like, of oh, course, hell yeah. Oh, of course. Anybody you bring in, I gotta talk yeah, to. You gotta course. sit right here on this of couch, course. and I need to know every single. I have a, I have, a, I have an actual plan when yeah. my daughter start bringing <laughs> boys home. My first sure. thing to tell them is, I don't like you, and I'm not going to like you. Make me like you. Hundred percent. It's your job to make me like you. Hundred percent. And I, but I, but I won't like you. I'm gonna just tell you that from jump. I will not like you. Mm-hmm. you I'm never understand what I'm <laughs> No, <it's> never. <laughs> I will never. You know, you know what I'm saying? Make me like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But 100%. it is scary, man. When you have girls out here, bro. Like, um, you know, my daughters. You know, I, number one, I, I tell them. You know, you never. That's that's why I try to do my absolute best. See, the way I grew up, I grew up in a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. Um, my father, you know, always, you know, obviously loved my mother. There was never no infidelities, never no, uh, you know, abuse and nothing like that had ever mm-hmm. happened in my, my, my family. So I was exposed to more of the better side. Yeah, the love. Of course, there was hard times. Yeah. Of course, there was things that, that happened and transpired. Yeah, um, just day-to-day but, stuff. Of course. Yeah. But of course, you've seen arguments and you've seen bouts and you've seen disagreements. You've seen that kind of stuff. I've seen that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in a household to where I was exposed to a man loving a woman. Mm. So therefore, I am going to transfer that into my daughter seeing how much mm. I love their mother in 100%. front of them. Yeah. You do know what I'm saying? 100%. In front of them. Because our jobs, especially with raising girls, is to set the bar mm. higher. You know what I'm saying? 100%. There is no man that should be able to come in. For me personally, I feel like there is no man that should be able to come in your daughter's life that can do anything more impressive than what you showed her growing up. 100%. She should not be impressed by anything a man can show her on the street. And even with that, now that you say that, it's funny, right? So the reason that I, like I said, I grew up in bad neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And the reason I never followed nobody else, mm-hmm. because I, my dad yeah. was the, the role model. Right, right. Like, my dad... I'm not saying he got it either legally or illegally, yeah, I mean, you know, but you know, neither here nor there. Yeah, you know, that's not the problem. <laughs> neither here nor there. My dad had me drop like right, right, right. nine years old, right. counting one hundred ten thousand dollars. Right, right, he right. Showing it to me, he's showing me like mm-hmm. my dad is showing me the stuff that people was infatuated with. Right, you know what I'm saying? The weed, the the like that stuff, mm-hmm. like like other stuff that mm-hmm. can't be said on camera. Right, 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 right. That stuff was like he showed me like this is what it is. Mm-hmm. This is not what you want to get into, right? Right. Because if you get into this, then this is what. It's you're, just so when, lead, yeah. So when I got to, you know, my, um, my my ages where I'm following everybody, everybody's trying to figure mm-hmm. out who they are. It wasn't like I ain't got to go. You knew the road, yeah, 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 yeah. Ahead. It didn't impress you. Yeah, no, you I was never impressed. Yeah, you weren't an impressionable person because yeah. you got exposed, and I think that's kind of like a double edged type of thing yeah. because in this world, like. You see that you see the exposure that they're trying to put our kids through. Mm-hmm. Like it even goes down to even how young our kids are. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch YouTube and or you watch um, let's just say Hulu. Let's call it out. Hulu yeah. is what it is. You know, and you know, you 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 sit back and you you watch a simple show with them. I was watching nothing. Mass Singer with my daughter, mm-hmm. and um, 
you know, you go to a commercial. It's one of them little short commercials. Mm-hmm. And it's advertisement of some kind of drug or something um, to to make AIDS undetectable or some something like that. Yeah, it was almost like you can have AIDS, but if you take this pill, then hard. you're undetectable. It's, it's so minor in your system that it's undetectable. Mm-hmm. So you have two things that you're doing, all right? Number one, you're telling people out here, and you're telling these boys and girls who are my age, my daughter's age, because, mind you, Mass Singer is a family show Mm -hmm. and it's a certain age to a certain age you dig what i'm saying so number one you're telling people that it's okay number one to have unprotected sex Mm -hmm. and to catch a life-threatening disease Mm -hmm. and that if you take this pill that it's going to be undetectable Mm -hmm. so you You dig what i'm saying right so you have to tell (laughs) them that's that's just problem number one number two i'm watching something with my daughter and there's two males kissing there's two women kissing Mm -hmm. and there's this and there's that and I'm not saying that is wrong for them. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's what you shouldn't do. You what I'm saying is don't expose my child yeah, to this type of thing. Child. Exactly. Yeah. My child should not think that this is okay until she makes up in her mind that, that that's okay. if that's what she wants to do with mm-hmm. her life, just know you weren't raised that way. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is to not be so impressionable out here and to expose these kids to certain things. But when they grow up later in life, it becomes like, oh, sh- you know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not for that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't raise that way. It's the same thing, yeah. kind of, you know, in a different way, obviously. Yeah. But it was letting it's, them see it without that your, yeah, your dad raised you that way. It was like, yo, this is some shit you shouldn't be impressed with later yeah. in life. But this is some shit that just shouldn't shock you. You know what I'm saying? Like, back then, it was right, right. Either, it of was course, like, it was of just course, either, of course. Black, it was either of course. He was a gang member, of course. Athlete, he's a rapper. Of course, you of know course. what I'm saying. So, of course, I know you. Now, you have a you have a son, but I'm telling you, bro, you're gonna love being a girl dad. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why, because um, being a girl dad, and I didn't like we remember my wife was trying for a boy. We mm-hmm. tried for a boy, and um, we just kept having girls, obviously. And um, I realized that God didn't put that in my life. He didn't have that in the books for me. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing I noticed in my life is that I needed to feel a certain amount of love just personally for me. Um, and when you have a girl, when this is just my personal experience and dads I've spoken to, mm-hmm. um, you have somebody who's going to love you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You have somebody when everybody's mad at you, when the world is upset at you, when you, your, 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 your girl is upset at you, mm-hmm. when you know, when the bills ain't going right and when the job ain't going right and when this ain't going right, you got a daughter who's going to say, Daddy, Daddy, I love you. Mm-hmm. Daddy is the, and it's, it's the okay, greatest, Daddy. it's yeah. okay. It's the greatest feeling in the world because yeah. your daughter will always love you. Mm-hmm. Your kids will always love you. But a daughter, man, no, that's why everybody's the greatest thing in the world. That's why everybody's the like, greatest thing in the world. Unconditional. Yes, absolutely. Unconditional. unconditional. Yeah. You can be the worst daddy. You could, there's sometimes, bro, where I feel like I'm just like, dude, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I done been through it throughout the day. I'm tired. I'm irritable. I'm short fused. I'm mm-hmm. this and I'm that. And then it's like, she can get me right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She can get me there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they're good at doing she that. She can get me there. You know what I'm saying? 100%. But she gets me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she's my anchor, bro. Like, she. To take ma- care of Yeah, me exactly. Back. She makes me know that mm-hmm. I am number one. To her, it's a it's funny, you know. Teenagers, you know, my oldest, they don't want, you know, they, she ain't got no time for me and nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, they don't want to deal with yeah, nobody. Yeah, they ain't got no time for me. But my 
<laughs> my 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 three year old man, she is uh, a menace when it comes to my attention. Even my 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 baby, mm-hmm. the baby is she be looking at me when she be over here like they they want daddy's attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they just stare and they just yeah. want daddy's attention. So I can't do anything one without the other. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, shout out to your kids, man. Shout out to your son, man. Um, but you'll see when when your daughter gets older, man. It's, it's yeah. I mean, I can dope, see it bro. now, even when yeah. she, like somebody holding her. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're gonna look for you. They know where daddy is. I be like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They they it's, know it's it's, it's it's crazy though. Exactly. It's exactly. Too. Man. So I know you from entertainment world when we again was trying to get on man mm-hmm. all them songs and freestyles we was coming up with man. Um. You know I know you from that, but um I I know I know you're an athlete as well, man. I know you you did your thing in college. Tell me a little bit about that, man. How how did those two worlds come together, bro? Like, when you was doing your thing, I've always been in sports mm-hmm. since I was little. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I've always loved sports, football, basketball. I was I played everything. You get me? Okay. Um, just it coming together. I think it's just the competitiveness of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you competitive, like you understand. Like, you know, in the music game, it's like. Me, you versus everybody. Right, right, right. Of course. When you get on that of field, course. it's like you versus everybody. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, if you're exactly. on that court, it's you versus everybody. And exactly. That's you feel it, and it's exactly. like, you know, I've always been a performer because mm-hmm. I've always been on stages to perform. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, I'm on a football field. Like, everybody's watching me. Mm-hmm. And type of person I am, it's like, okay, cool. If you out here to watch me, I'm going to put on a show. Right. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to make sure you get your money right. worth. Right. I did you know, that. this is the reason why I work hard. You know, mm-hmm. so when I, when music came, it was like, okay, y'all here to watch me? Right. I'm going to show you why. Right, right. Like, I'm, you know, I'm the best right, right now. That's right. what I'm feeling. Every time I'm on the stage, every time I get a mic in my hand, it's like, boom, all right, you watch me. Right. I'm going to show you why you should be watching Right, me. I did. Every time. And I and I always worked hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I always worked hard at football. I always worked hard at the stuff that I always worked hard at rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I would freestyle. Right. I'd be in the car. I freestyle on the way here. Right, right. Because it's just <laughs> like, right. that's right. what I'm used to. I'm used to like driving. Right. Hear somebody else's song, like hear something on on the radio or on my playlist, and then be like, I could do that shit. Yeah, 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 I could do that shit. It's the competitive nature, yeah. man. It's the competitive nature. And it's 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 that's one thing that's hard to come by these days. Um, just in human beings in general. Yeah. I try to get my oldest to she's in volleyball and like this girl can play her ass off, man. Uh-huh. Like she balls out, but it's this competitive thing man it's like this it's too nicey everybody type friendly. you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just too nice everybody and friendly. i don't come from that world but like back in in my day and our day you know when we was doing our, you know in sports and school and it, just in nba and, and sports general just in general it was rough man it was you know what i'm saying like the, the level of competition you know cats didn't really hang out with each other they didn't really do anything like i mean but i get it's a team sport and you know I, 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 my wife has me, makes me feel like, like, <laughs> like I haven't grown out of those ages yet. Yeah, like my sister true. always tells me, dude, come, this is like the late 2000s. Like you're not in the nineties anymore, dude. This is not that world. We just yeah. don't, we can't do that kind of shit that they used to do back in the day. And, and maybe it's like, dude, I just live in this fucking like this atmosphere where I'm like, everything is nice. It's, it's, what? it's, it's, it's what it is. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, the society is nice. Everything, everything is nice. It's changed. Like, what tra- when I not stuck on the train, like with this whole life, just, I just think it's, did, like, for us as, for I think for females, it's different. Right. Like, you know, for men, like, right. we be like, every sport we play, 
you couldn't play no sport without getting hit. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, it was, no matter what you right. play, like, I, soccer, like, like, I got homies, so even when I train and I coach now, and I be coaching, like, certain mm-hmm. high school students, and I be like, bro, like, I get what you're saying, like, that's your dog, but... right. When this game going on, <laughs> it's dog eat My dog. God, bro, bro. It's, dog. No it's dog eat dog. I also, also think like I also think they feel like kids nowadays feel like they have so many different um like ways to get stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can be a streamer. I can be this. I can be mm-hmm. that. I can be this. Yeah. I can be that. Right. And so I got like my cousin. My cousin like, oh, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a basketball influencer, mm-hmm. woo, 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 right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to 24 Fitness. Finish. I'm like, all right, but are you willing to do like go in every day? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna do the editing? Are you gonna do all the stuff that right. it takes? Like kids go from this is what I want to do. I'm gonna be famous. Like there's no, they don't understand. Yeah, like, yeah. There's steps. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Day, even when we play sports or even the music, it was like, all right, if I'm play sports, like, all right, I gotta do this. I gotta work right. hard. I gotta practice. Right. I gotta mm-hmm. train. After training, right. I gotta make sure I lift. Mm-hmm. I gotta be strong enough. And then I gotta perform. You gotta, you gotta do it all over again, right? Kids right. nowadays be like, oh, "I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna right. be a YouTube streamer." Right, 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 right. that's cool. <laughs> what are you gonna talk about? Why would somebody want to go and they don't understand? And, yeah, exactly. And that's why I be trying to tell them like, "All right, bro, like everybody want to go football. Everybody want to go D one. Mm-hmm. It's what eighty, maybe one hundred thirty something mm-hmm. D one schools. All every school hold what seventy people. It's that's a, a couple slim, million people playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A million yeah, people so. playing high school football. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. So the chances is slim, very, very slim. Especially if you're not working hard. Right. You know, and that's anybody watching. If you young, you're not working hard. It's gonna be hard for you to get very. anywhere in mm-hmm. anything. You know, and literally anything. Like, right. I know people that's. I know a girl. She just turned twenty eight mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. She just taking her bar exam. I know people that's 30, yeah. 34, 35 yeah. taking their bar exam because yeah. like it's that hard. Right. For you to really get some money out here, either you're gonna have to out hustle everybody or you're gonna have to outwork everybody. Right. Or you right. might have to do both. Or you might have to do both. That's what I'm saying. Hundred percent. You might have to do both. And and don't be disadvantaged. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't come from an area where you're disadvantaged. You don't have the resources 100%. to even get to the point to where you get some exposure to to something. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I think that's one of the, the, the saddest things, man, is to see so much talent in places. And so, and, and I know you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. I know you, you see so many people and you dealt with so many people in the past, mm-hmm. and especially being an athlete, that have the talent, have the drive, but don't have the finances, don't yeah. have the resources that they need to be exposed and to get to these, these schools and colleges mm-hmm. and recruiters and people who need to see them. So I know d- through your journey... I'm sure that was yeah. that was tough, right? Yeah, hundred like, percent. I mean, if like so, this is some, this is real shit. Mm-hmm. So my mom called me one day, right? Mm-hmm. Kid you not, my mom called me one day. I'm driving in the car. My mom called me, and she was like feeling down. She's like, Malcolm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I said, What you mean? You know, like for me. So backstory: When I was young, mm-hmm. we moved probably every year. Mm-hmm. Literally, I've ne- so from third grade. So it's 12, 12 grades, right? right, right, right I'd have been right. in, what, 14 schools in 12 grades? Ooh, Lord. So yeah. every year I was going to a different yeah. school. I was moving around a lot, you know what I'm saying? Um, so my mom called me and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, for what? She's like, she's like I'm sorry. She's like, if this is what my mom called me. Mm-hmm. If I would have been better and had consistent housing, consistent, like, yeah. you would have been in the NFL. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she really meant that. And she, I can tell she really right. said to like, mama, like, at the end of the day, you know, I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I stopped blaming you a long time ago. Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm a grown man. Right. All, the, all my life decisions, like, yeah, if we lived in one spot, it probably could have been easier. Mm-hmm. I probably could have, you know, got recruited easier. When right. They didn't have to keep looking for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, but at the end of the day, I don't blame you. Like, that wasn't for me. Right. You know, all the moving and all the stuff that we did made me the person I am. Right. Because now, like, you can't be moved every year. Yeah. You can't be shy going right, to a right, different right, school. Of course. You ain't going to have course. no friends. Of course. You know of what course. I'm saying? So now that I'm grown, I can go up and talk to anybody. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I've been to schools on the west side of LA, the west mm-hmm. side of Long Beach, Dana Point, Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. So it's like all these different cultures and all these different people I got to meet because mm-hmm. we couldn't keep a spot. Right. You know, so it's. And then, and then, you know, at the time, it's like, it hurt because your mom is, of course, you know, she's feeling it. She's yeah, 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 it's moms. You know, and I was like, mom, like, I can't blame you for that. And I'm sure, um, you know, as you become a parent now, you can put yourself in your mom's shoes. Mm-hmm. See, here's what people don't really understand out here. And I, I had to realize this growing up, too. Um, you cannot blame your parents for everything. Hundred. That you have been through. 100%. God puts you guys in situations or puts you in situations uh, to make you better. Mm -hmm. And they put your, and little do people know that a lot of the struggle that parents go through either is going to make or break their kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, going back to the whole limited resources that you know, I'm sure you've come across mm-hmm. in your line of duty with, you know, just with people and just even yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it sometimes the bigger picture of what we're looking for wasn't what God had in the plans for us. 100%. I always I always thank God for saving me from me. I thank God for saving me for the things that I thought I wanted mm-hmm. and I thought that were for me. 100%. You never know what could have happened if you ever made it. Mm-hmm. You could have got hurt. You could have been, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anything could have happened. I'm not saying that's what it would have happened, but I'm just saying a lot of things that God puts in our, that, that a lot of circumstances and hurdles that stop us and walls mm-hmm. that we hit that stop us are God, is God trying to prevent us from heartbreak and from mm-hmm. things that can harm us and you know what I'm saying and save us from some type of path that 100%. we could have taken that would have been our downfall you do what I'm saying uh, even if like let's say you know mom did everything of right, course. Did everything right, I made it to the NFL like all the people that I've touched in my life of course as coaching and training you know what I'm saying I got a lot of people like yeah. like meeting you mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying meeting my big brothers People that's like giving me game mm-hmm. that I make sure I teach the younger hey anybody younger than me like hey bro right. how you doing like I right. call my right. younger people hey bro you solid mm-hmm. what's going on Absolutely. everything good with your mentals you know what I'm saying so Absolutely. those people like you never know just like you never know who who you've impacted right you know what I'm saying right. like I try I try I personally don't like living in the past I try to live in the now of because this is what's now you know of what I'm saying um. I stopped blaming my parents, you know, like, I personally feel like if you, 
after 18, mm-hmm. you blame your parents for shit after that? Right. That's kind of like... <laughs> right, right, right. No, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, absolutely. it's my mama fought that. Abs- no, it's not. Oh, nigga, no, like, it's not. you could have went to work. No, it's not. Absolutely. You lost that job. Your mama didn't go there and lose that job. Absolutely. You absolutely. beat your girl. Nobody yeah. beat your girl. You, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like, that exactly. stuff is... You can heal yourself, Right, bro. exactly. Yeah. Like, you don't have to fall into the same pits every time. Mm-hmm. You know, and once you stop blaming other people... And start looking like, damn, what the fuck am right, I doing? Right, exactly. That keep giving me over there. I don't like going over right, there. Right, right. I'm you not, know what I'm saying? Not then you can that. change, like, all right, I'm mm-hmm. not even going to go that way. I'm just going to head right, this way and right. see what happens. Sometimes, and this is what took me in therapy to learn. Sometimes it, it made me realize, like, I was angry in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through those times that we were, you know, we were doing our thing, you know, you know, trying to get on. I remember always fighting with people. I always remember we're getting into arguments. I remember drinking and always fighting and, mm-hmm. and just, and I had to realize that where my anger was from. And I had to realize that I was angry, but I wasn't angry at my parents. I wasn't angry at, I was angry at myself. Mm-hmm. I was angry at myself for making decisions in my life that brought me to the place that I was at at that moment. 100%. I, I was angry with with decisions and things that I had done that I can either take back or, or I, I couldn't take back. And there's there's people that I mistreated and there was things and uh, situations that I abused. And there were certain situations, financial situations I made for myself and just things that I've dug a hole in. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I realized where I wanted to be. And when I was not there, when I got into my 30s and like my late 30s, when I actually started going to therapy, I started mm-hmm. therapy like almost two years, almost a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. When I started to really realize and tackle what these demons were, it was anger for myself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of not a lot of times they say you look in the mirror, you point and you got, you know, fingers pointing back mm-hmm. at you. I don't necessarily believe you're I don't necessarily you need four fingers to point at you to mm-hmm. think to know that you're the problem. Mm-hmm. The motherfucking problem is what yeah. staring at you. You know what I'm saying? That's the motherfucking problem. Hundred percent. And uh, and and I I always tell my kids, I raise you to the best of my abilities to what I grew up. Mm-hmm. How you how you go out and raise your children is how you're yeah. going to do yours. But I'm gonna raise you to to the best of my abilities. 100%. Am I gonna have everything one hundred percent correct? No. Absolutely not. not I made mistakes with my, my oldest. I, I tried to come in and be the 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 the, the friend stepdaddy, mm-hmm. and then I came in to be the hard ass stepdaddy, and then I came in to try to be the rescuing step. Yeah. Until I just realized, just be the dad. Just be she the... don't need. Yeah. She don't need. Stop. She don't need a. She don't need that yeah. shit. Cause some personalities just that's just don't not gonna it. go. Hundred percent. She doesn't respond well to. Stop this. Sh- yeah. Get your ass She don't respond to that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? There's some things that people respond to. And I don't want her to grow up with traumas and different things that I grew up with mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes my parents made mistakes with or different things like that. I don't want her to grow up like that and, and deal with some of the things that I deal with now. So I am going to do what I possibly can to, number one, take accountability yeah. for myself. But number one, I got to go figure out where this is. You know what I'm saying? I had to go figure out where this shit stemmed from. You know what I'm saying? I had 100%. to I had to go figure out where this shit stemmed from. So I'm going to lighten it up a little bit, man. Um, we were um, 
you know, in in, in deep in, in music. I remember us doing shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember I had a show. I that was my album release party, mm-hmm. and um, I had you guys perform, and you guys did 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 great, man. But when did you fall in love with with hip hop, man? Like, what was your what 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 was your what was your upbringing with hip hop, man? So it's funny, right? And I I like I don't really, I didn't want to be a rapper. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to be an arm. I wanted to be Usher. <laughs> you feel me? Like I wanted to be Usher. I wanted to pop live. Right, 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 right. I wanted to do that. I could dig it. I just couldn't sing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just couldn't sing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Me, like, hey, I remember so when I was little, right? Um, my grandmother, my mom, you know, my aunties, cause we mm-hmm. all lived in one big house. So mm-hmm. literally, my whole family lived in one house. Right, right. We grew up together. Okay. Um, and they go. Now I'm coming to the stage. Yeah, 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 and I'll literally sit there and sing uh, Usher songs, Michael Jackson songs, dancing. Do that, do that Usher joint. Yeah, and, I was, and you didn't have to tell me to do it. I was the whole song. Oh, shit. You know yeah, 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 I did. It was just, you know, once I got older, I started realizing, like, damn. I can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it. The verdict, this ain't it. This ain't it. It's not for me. I did. We didn't have no money for no right, right. local coaches. Right, 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 right. Yep. So it was like, all right, you know, but I was always in love with music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I like, it's like fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. I started like trying to write music. Right. It was real. You like, was trying to write music at fifth and sixth grade? Yeah, 100%. Damn. So I, I kid you not, I was I was cold. Middle school, I used to write poems. No <laughs> shit. Right? Kid you not. You got to think about it. A middle schooler is like, like. 12, 13. I probably 11, 12, 13. Yeah. I probably wrote. Am I trying to write at 11, 12, 13? That's pretty tough. Bull, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying this for the camera. I'm not yeah, bullshit yeah. aside. I probably wrote a, my first song at like 10. Shit. Cause that's like I wanted to, that was right. my expression. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was my creative expression. Obviously, I played football mm-hmm. and it was all rough and tough. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that was my way of putting my emotions out on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I wanted to be a singer. So it was like right, right, right. It was lovey-dovey bullshit. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? When you're at 10, you can right, right, everybody. Right, right, Do you um, remember your first rap? No. Does anybody ever remember your first rap? Do you, you don't remember your first rap? My first, like, written down? Right, right, no, right. No. <laughs> I think, um... <laughs> What'd you tell it if you remembered it? Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> no, so I, I, so I remember what it's about, though. So, uh, <laughs> uh, the T.I. song... I do it. I do it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. My whole two pages of raps was I do it for and then family. I do it for <laughs> mama. I do it for this. I do it. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, but yeah, so middle school, like people would be like, hey, Malcolm, write a poem. Like my teachers like, see, like, oh, you write. I'm right. good at creative writing. And then it got to the point where it was like, people would be like, hey, Malcolm, can you make, make a poem about this? Okay. And I like freaked out like, yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it got to the point where it was just like, oh, can you rap? Right. And I'm like, well, shit, I can, I can make both. Right, 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 right. You know right. what I'm saying? So I'll, I like, I just started rapping. Right. It was, shit, I was good at it. Yeah, so I did. Like, All right, cool. Um, but like, I didn't really like try to rap mm-hmm. until like senior year. Senior year, high yeah. school. Yeah. I think I didn't try, uh, for me, I didn't try to, I'll be honest with the world. My sister wrote my first rap. <laughs> Wearing everything. But the funny thing it was is because I was making beats. Like I had a, a duo in high school. Um, we was good friends at the time, and um, and we started a group. 
and I was just supposed to be the beat yeah. the guy. Like I didn't, I didn't want to DJ Mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to do this. Shit. I didn't want to be in front. Of I didn't want to do that. Yeah. But I knew personally, like I was never afraid of the moment. Uh-huh. Like whenever I used to, I used to like I, I grew up on hip hop, like uh-huh. hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. My parents, my mom was a, a DJ Quick fan. My uh-huh. dad was, you know what I'm saying, and to run DMC and and the Fat Boys in LL yeah. and and. and you know what I'm saying? Slick Rick and, and Dana Dane. Like, yeah. That was their era. So they grew up, they grew up hip-hop. Yeah. yeah, they grew up hip-hop. I grew around, up around hip-hop. Yeah. My favorite group growing up was Criss Cross. Mm-hmm. Nobody tell me shit. You dig know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, nobody tell me shit. You know what I'm saying? So, but I was, yeah, I was always, yeah, I was like, I was that older kid yeah. that was listening to the stuff that I, I should have been listening to yeah. back in the day, but I was. Mm-hmm. So I was exposed to music. And I was exposed to hip-hop. But when I got into it, for real, for real, I just wanted to be a beat maker at the time. Mm-hmm. So I made a couple beats here and there, and they was feeling them or whatever. And then he was like, man, just just try to get on. So at first, I didn't know what the fuck to say. Like, I didn't know how to rhyme. I didn't know how mm-hmm. to formulate, you know, rhymes. I didn't know how to find, formulate a sentence. And so my sister at the time, um, she was a, she's, you know, she's a writer. She's a pretty good, pretty good writer, actually. And um, she, like, wrote me a 16. And I'm like, I kind of told her what I wanted to be about, and then mm-hmm. I delivered it. That was a thing. My whole thing was the delivery, because mm-hmm. I can always be a showman. Like you were, like show, a showman. Mm-hmm. I can be a showman. Yeah. I'm not a scared of the moment. I can grab a microphone right now and speak in front of me. People, I'm fine with that. Perfectly fine. And people don't understand. 100%. The people who don't understand that they get like really intimidated. Like my wife is like, I like know how the hell. Like yeah, yeah. Like, I like doing yeah. It. I, I love the whole it. Crowd. I love it. I yeah, love it. I, I love it. I don't know what it is. And again, my three year old, she's the same way. Mm-hmm. She will take command of a room straight up. She's not afraid. She's not shy. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. And I dig shit like that. Um, but I got into it. Um, I couldn't say there was, I couldn't tell you like people sometimes say, you know, I fell in love with hip hop over, you know, I used to love her. Or I fell in love with hip hop. over. Mm-hmm. there's not one song that I could tell you that I fell in love with hip hop over. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with hip hop because it was, it was the culture. It was, mm-hmm. I seen two black kids do something cool that I wanted to do where they're clothes 100%. backwards, talk a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just deliver things a certain way. And I wanted to do it with that same confidence and the same same haircut, same style with mm. braids. Unfortunately, I could never get the braids like I wanted to. But that's a whole other story. But uh, <laughs> hey, I just recently yeah. got braids. Hey, growing up, my parents was not around. Exactly. 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 The, the R&B were fused with music when it was New Jack Swing. Yeah. That was my the greatest era of music to me is New Jack, New Jack Swing because it was R&B and hip-hop fused mm-hmm. together. You had Keith Sweat. You had Bobby Brown, which was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, you had, you know what I'm saying, Teddy. You know, Teddy. You know, you had these cats just producing these mu- this music out here. Um, you know, that that's just that's just me personally. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's... That's when I fell in love with Tupac. With, with Tupac, with with um, <laughs> with with not read Tupac. That's the next question. But yeah. I fell in love with music. with music. Yeah. Um, and you know, but we always talk about, um, you know, the goats. You know, Tupac and Biggie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, me personally, do I I I put Tupac and Biggie as a goat, and uh-huh. I put Pac above Biggie. Mm-hmm. Um, I put Pac above Biggie because, and uh, and the only reason I put Pac above Biggie, only reason is because Biggie only had two albums. Hundred percent, I think about it all the time. If three, if we count one, it's a double disc. But if time. you count Pac's, then his goes up because he has a double disc. Hundred percent, what I'm saying. 
and I, I listen to music these days, bro, and I see that there is, and I, again, everybody, you listen to this podcast, see, the general, the general, the generalization of this podcast, and I've actually heard this feedback, is that I don't appreciate the hip-hop that we have going on today, and that's not the case. The whole case is, they, the people feel like I bash hip-hop mm-hmm. today, like, I'm always attacking, and I'm always this. I don't see myself attacking music. Uh-huh. I respect music. And if you watch the episode to where I said, leave my hip hop alone, mm-hmm. it was basically a generalization of this is not what I grew up on. Again, that train that I missed, that, yeah. that train that I didn't get off on, where everybody just moved on in yeah. life. And I was stuck on him. I didn't grow up around this era where dudes was painting nails. And I didn't grow up in this era where, where dudes was allowed to wear skirts on stage mm-hmm. and, and dudes just it's, it's allowed good. to be feminine and, and you know what I'm saying? And it girls is allowed is. to just go bust it open and, and bend it over every time you see them. I'm not, ladies, I'm not saying that that's, that's your prerogative. Do oh, what you do. Do what you do. nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> Listen. I don't want to hear that shit because it's always the women bust it open and do all this other shit. Y'all is the most opinionated. Yeah. Call me what you want. Oh, well, I got a girl. <laughs> I'm not chasing y'all, but like it's always the ones that's like that. I'm sorry, I know I'm getting so excited, but that's thing, man. Do your thing, man. Take like, your talk, man. Like if you don't rap, rap. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. If you gonna rap, rap. Mm-hmm. If you gonna do rock, rock. If you go like, I understand men be talking about sex and all this other. I understand right. the women empower. I get all of that. Right, right. I'm not saying that is, right. but I'm just saying like I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Y'all supposed to be role models. Mm-hmm. Every female rapper is talking about sucking dick and twerking with their ass out. Who the fuck is my daughter supposed right, to listen to? Right. My daughter can't listen to Mary J. She's not trying to hear right, Mary right. J. She's not trying to hear Mary J. She's trying to go see what uh, sexy mm-hmm. red and Meg Thee Stallion talking about. Yeah. But yep. it's like, damn, I'm not saying it's not. Right. Like, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Y'all take right. away y'all power. I get all right, that. Right, right, right. Can y'all make, for every song I got twerking and all the others, can y'all make a good right. song? Right. That's just how I see it. Right, but do okay. So that's a that's a great question. That's a great question. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you back with this. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you back with this because I don't I, because to me wrong is wrong. End of the day, wrong is wrong. You know, and if that's what you want to do, I'm not saying. Well, I'm saying it. wrong is wrong. I don't believe it. I don't believe it should be happening. So mm-hmm. yeah, in my opinion, it's wrong. You dig what I'm saying? But we've had over the years of men bashing women in music. Yeah, you remember the, the 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 gin and juice video where they the girl in the end because she didn't want to talk to the dude. All niggas pouring the forty ounces yeah. on. You dig what I'm saying? So I mean, we have been dogging women in music yeah. for years, and I think it's more of a shock these days because women are taking their power back yeah. because they're gonna make a man demean himself. Yeah, they will talk about how small your genitalia is and 100%. humiliate you and emasculate you, and I think it's it opposes a threat to us. And that's why we come back and say, stop doing that, stop doing that, stop doing yeah. this kind of shit. And I get it. I get it. Personally, yeah. it's it's like I don't listen to that music. Yeah. But outward, I'm like, these motherfuckers just getting back with what they what they put out. That's, that's, you know that's what I'm that's saying? Years ago. And I hundred percent. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a double edged sword. Yeah. You really don't know what angle to take because Again, wrong is wrong. 100%. But you, we really don't know. I get, what, like, I get why you, you want, want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally exactly. don't want to listen to it. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. It's personal. You know, I personally not going to put on that exactly. because exactly. I, I'm 
I'm not doing another thing you exactly. talking about, baby. Like, I exactly. can't the shit you said. Exactly. You know exactly. Do you believe, because I always hear, if Pac and Big was around and this one happened, this one happened do you think it would have ever made a difference if they were here? Um, so, so I have this conversation a lot, actually, with my homie, okay. homie Kevin. Me and my homie Kevin, we talk a lot about music, right? He's a big music head. I don't. You don't think so? I don't think so either. I don't think so. Because at the end of the day, it's growth. You know what I'm saying? Um, for this is a hot take. Yeah, nobody course. being mad at me. Right? <laughs> I personally don't think that Biggie's impact would be as big as if yeah. he didn't die. Right? Because like I love Biggie. Biggie got probably got the coldest flow of all time. Of course, his flow is crazy. But what impactful songs was Biggie trying to make? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, like, I love Biggie's in my top four. Don't get it confused. Right, of course, of course. But I'm saying it's not saying that Biggie's not one of the greatest rappers right, of all right, time. Right. But when you think of impact, when you say like, oh, he's going, Biggie's going, Biggie was making music with the flow. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like how music was going, mm-hmm. Biggie was going with it. He just right. was at the top of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was the Drake connection. Right. It was like it's going this way, so mm-hmm. he over there. He just was better than everybody right there. Right, exactly. Um, with Pac, I think Pac. I don't think it would have stopped. I think Pac would have had more of an impact. Right, it'd be different, but I don't think you could stop. Um, where it went and yeah. where it's at now. I don't think, truthfully, I don't think it's. This is just me, mm-hmm. right? Because I like, I like new music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I understand. I definitely understand where you're coming from, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, I'm not disagreeing with you. No, 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 I definitely understand where you're mm-hmm. coming from. But I try to listen to like the song of it. Every song don't hit like they used to. Right. But it's because, like we know, that's because every rapper thinks they can go in the, in the booth and just freestyle. Mm-hmm. Write some of y'all songs down. It's not going to hurt y'all. I want y'all to understand this, what this man just said. Okay. <laughs> understand what this man just said. Okay. Biggie... Um, no, Jay Z came out years ago, years ago, and said he doesn't write. Right, he doesn't write music. And there's been witnesses in the studio to say that to show that he does not write music. I've heard like people say he'd be in the studio and just close his eyes and just go crazy. And then he's like, run it. That's a special format. Hundred percent. You have to have been through some shit in life to. And, and know a lot of things and be very, very smart and articulate and be very, very educated to be able to do something like that. You got to be the 1%. Exactly. The people that come out now, you obviously see that they do not write their bars. And if they write their music, they write it in the studio. And so there's there's no time to sit and harp. There's no time to sit and look and, re, and, and revisit and take this out and take this out. They just spew whatever comes out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. For, so I'm glad I have somebody here who understands the quality and 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 the beauty of writing mm-hmm. music. You have to write your bars. You have to, and if you're not going to write your bars, have somebody write them for you, mm-hmm. but write them with some substance behind it because we're tired of hearing how many cars you have. We're tired of hearing how many chicks you could take down. We're tired of hearing how many niggas you can get to eat your ass or whatever it is that y'all do out here. I'm just speaking on what y'all young folks say out here. I mean, you know, I'm not uh, yeah, 100%. that's raw to say, but I'm just saying this is what y'all say. Yeah. So, 
you know, 90% of the music I hear, y'all talk about somebody eating your ass, you know what I'm saying? Or somebody, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Or some, some dudes, yeah, yeah. Everybody is shooter. Right, right. oh, yeah. Everybody, everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody, everybody is a shooter. Everybody can pull a hammer. Everybody can do this. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We get it. We get it. Mm-hmm. But when you get to, and I'm not saying that everything has to have, um, you know, there's some music that you do have to make for, for you know, uh, you know, uh, audiences for, 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 you know, dance purposes mm-hmm. and for, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. But if you come with some quality of music, see, the thing is with Biggie, bro, Biggie, to me, created a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Biggie was about the luxury lifestyle. Fly. He was about the yeah. flyness. He had the Coogee sweaters, the Timberlands, the white jeans, mm-hmm. the cane. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, the, the the Versace glasses, the big Versace shirt. Well, they didn't even make Versace shirts to big size at all. Same with Big Pun. <laughs> they didn't even make Versace shirts their sizes. But it was a lifestyle that he created. Mm-hmm. So he created this, you know, you know, it was talking about Benzes and, and you know, stuff like that. And he would talk about and the, 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 the hardest lines that Biggie has is when he was talking about when he was selling crack. Mm-hmm. If you, you compare it to Pac... If we could, we don't, I don't really like to compare, but if you compare it to Pac, Pac had went through life. Yeah. Pac had seen some so shit. Conscious. He was so conscious. He had grew up with a mother who, you know, who mm-hmm. had him in jail. He, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta understand. Y'all have to understand. I, we'll get to this, but I, <laughs> you have to understand, man, like when a woman is pregnant, you have to understand and know how important the environment around a woman mm-hmm. makes that baby. 100%. Because there's certain things that a woman goes through that sends chemicals in her body mm-hmm. that reaches the baby. Mm-hmm. So if a woman is stressed, the baby's baby going to feel stressed. Stress. Yeah. If a woman is 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 on drugs, that baby's going to feel those mm-hmm. drugs. If a woman is... Di- you have to understand that. So you got to think about the stress that his mom was going through when she was in jail, pregnant with him, mm-hmm. not knowing if she's going to get killed, not knowing if 100%. what's going to be her fate, not knowing if she's ever going to get out. So this man was born in a damn struggle. He 100%. was born in stress. Mm-hmm. You do know what I'm saying? 100%. So that's how he, that, and, and little do you know, you'd be thinking that he was just a baby. No, this is the energy this man was born with. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand the impact that he's going to have for future generations. Mm-hmm. Just if, if he would, if he was going to use it right, which he did, mm-hmm. if the things that he was going to go through in life was what he was born from. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And he was born from that. So when I say, I don't mean to cut you off, but when I say, do I think this generation would have been changed? I don't think so because these cats don't listen to nobody 100%. out here. These young cats don't listen to nobody. Ain't no OGs in the game no more. You know what I'm saying? If they not listening to Kendrick, no. If they wasn't listening to Nipsey, right? They're not listening. They're not listening. To no. And I, I hate to say it, like, because I do love music. Right. Right. I love the art of music. I understand the new music. I'm not saying I don't listen to new music. I understand the new music. I understand why you're doing it, but I just think back in the day, it was about the art. Right? Yeah. Now it's about money. Right. You it's a money saying? grab. And yeah. then the old folks, the old folks who try to go and deal with the young folks, mm-hmm. they broke. Mm-hmm. So they got to conform to what the young folks are doing because mm-hmm. they're the ones who paying them to get on their records, so paying 100%. them to get on their songs. So 100%. therefore, there are no teachable moments. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 100%. There is no teachable moments. It's, 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 it's a... It's a 
it's just fucked up. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just fucked up. It's just what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, just, I get it. But you you understand what I'm up. saying? It's just a, it's just a, 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 the whole situation yeah. overall is just is done. You know what I'm instant, saying? Instant, everybody want instant gratification. Right, That's instant what, gratification. Yeah, right exactly, exactly. Um, let me say, did you did, did you get a chance to watch that Dear Mama documentary? Did you did you get a chance? I did not. You did not. Okay, I would suggest you watch that. And I would suggest you watch that because it's not the typical what happened to Pac. Uh -huh. It's not they're not gonna harp on how he died, uh -huh. where he died, how many people were there. Mm -hmm. It's not the, the like it's every not other the movie typical who about. shot Biggie, yeah. who shot Pac documentary. Mm -hmm. This documentary, man, is so powerful. And it took me a very, very long time to watch it. Mm -hmm. Me and my my cousin Vincent, we don't like to watch things on Pop because we like to we we like to think that Pop continues to just you know what I'm saying. We, he left the impact on us the way he left the impact. Hundred percent. So we kind of are tired of seeing how he died, and mm -hmm. you know. But I don't want to give too much away. But man, this documentary does something for you if you're an artist. Mm -hmm. If you're an artist, I would really suggest that you really watch the way that they did this brother's vocals. They isolated his vocals, mm -hmm. but they didn't isolate it in a way that you heard effects behind it. You know how you hear that reverb if somebody isolates vocal. I see the changes, and you hear that echo behind it. Mm -hmm. They isolated it when he's in the studio, so you can hear his clothes ruffling, the raw. You can hear his jewelry shaking. Mm. You can hear, and it's just something it's about so it. It's like raw. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so raw, man, and it's so like. It's so impactful and it's so inspiring for mm -hmm. you to see, man. So I would really suggest you watching that. But going back to the whole, do I think, yeah, again, I, I personally don't think that there would have been, a, like you said, there's no, there's no, I don't believe there's really no. Every, every you know, game is going to change. Of course. Every, every game is going to evolutionize, you know, how we feel about basketball right. now is how. Old folks felt about right. our older folks felt about basketball right. that we was watching. It's exactly. always gonna be the same thing, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I always try to understand everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, but it's crazy to me. So this is what's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. Like, and when I talk to people about Pac, right? I think people fail to realize like how Pac actually, how young Pac actually was. Absolutely, only like, 25 years you know old. Saying? People forget that he, he died 25. at yeah, yeah. So it's like, only 25 years old. That he was going through yeah. all the good rap songs came when he was 19, 20, 21. 19 20 21 bro like you ain't even met your growth yet like i'm i just turned 20 i'm turning 30 in february yeah and i still understand like as a uh, almost 30 year old that i ain't even fully grown yet do you know your brain is not fully developed until you're uh, i want to say 30s don't quote me but i, I have a, uh, a homeboy who's a, a family therapist mm -hmm. um and he said your brain is not fully developed until you're like your late 30s mm -hmm. So, mind you, this brother was doing all this stuff out here, making this big impact, going through all these cases, going through everything he's been through. He's only 25. Yeah. My, my died at 25, but he so was he doing was all this. Was, this was younger than yeah. that. 2021, 20, 22. Think about where you were at 21 and 22. What were you doing at 21, 22? Were you, were you getting hemmed up at, at, at going across the street trying to get money at the bank? Were you getting hemmed up trying to, trying to save a black man from getting beat up by two white men? Were you getting him? You know what I'm saying? Were you getting shot back at? Were you getting beat? Mm. 
We lot. weren't doing that. that, yeah, that, that it's, it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? That's I tell you all the time. That's like, a lifetime of shit you this man had to go through. I was a, a young, I, I was a young man. I was right. a kid that was right. making them songs. Right. Brenda's got babies. Right. Ages, right. And for him, so like, I do think that if I think if he would have stayed alive, I think it. I still think I don't think it'd be this far along, right. but I think eventually, yeah, it's going to go back to. Me. I say this. I say this. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not, you know. I don't think he would ever live long. I don't think so either. I think he was too smart. Mm-hmm. I think he knew way too much. Given where his family history is, Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. He was too knowledgeable for this out here. So if if that shit didn't happen, and that wasn't what God had, you know, the plan for him, mm-hmm. I don't think he would have been alive too much longer than that. No, I just wish he never became a street nigga. That's why I tell you. I just, like, you know he didn't become a street nigga until he got to LA. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> and that, and that, listen, if you are a rapper, bro, if you are watching this and you are not from LA, stay out this of is LA. Not the place to come. Stay away from LA. <laughs> don't we don't? I hate to tell you this. We don't give a fuck. No, no. Anybody can get it in LA, man. Bro. Don't get it confused. It's not just oh rap. Oh my god, man. Everyday niggas. Yes. So don't think that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's telling everybody, everybody don't stay your ass out here. Everybody come to LA thinking there's gonna be palm trees. Yeah, all right. And and, and beaches and 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 Hollywood and this, this and that. Yes, hundred. A lot of motherfuckers be strung out on drugs. Go to mm-hmm. Skid Row. Go to downtown. Go to Sunset. Go to Venice Beach. Go to anywhere you go. It's a lot of the same niggas that came out here thinking they're going to be big stars that ended up like that out there, or they ended up in a gang, or they ended up killed, or mm-hmm. ended up getting somebody killed because they're trying to affiliate or do some shit. You know what I'm saying? That they, that's not in their, so, their neck of the woods so where they, they was born. Two quick stories, uh-huh. right? I'm not going to say no names because yeah. at the end of the day, some of these people are big in the industry. I got you, I got you, I got you. So, um, first story, right? I got a homie. He's a gang member. Mm-hmm. He's not a regular gamer. Right, right. He's like top level. Oh, gee. I didn't yeah, understand yeah. this level of this game. Yeah, of course, of course. Like, this nigga got dope, dope. Right? Right, right, right. And um, he was telling me how he was in the club one time, right? And he VIP, and he VIP with some big time top chart rappers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they in the other section, mm-hmm. right? And so he, they're doing the other section, you know, because his girl bad. He started talking to the homie girl. Mm-hmm. So the homie had to tell him, like, hey, bro, like, shit not sweet over here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say, like, what what part of the city? I'm not going to say. Of course, of course. But the dude was like, he, you know, like, hey, bro, like, understand, nigga, like, (laughs) you got 100 racks on you. I got 100 racks on you. But I also got two guns on you. I I understand the life that I'm living. Yeah, I understand where this shit can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then the second story was, I I got a homie who hang out with Mm -hmm. a big time singer, Mm -hmm. right? So he said, we was in a club one time, right? He said, we in the club, bro. We chilling, we VIP. He said, the nigga, get up. Nigga, who is these niggas? Who are they staring at? This, this, and that, right? Oh, shit. And all of his homies is hood niggas. <laughs> you know, mind you, this, this singer is not from out here. Right, right, right. Like, all his homies is hood niggas. So they first thing is, nigga, who? Right. And he said, we sitting there, we like, he go, nigga. They looking at you, oh, man. Like, you know shit. what I'm saying? You yeah, are who you yeah, are, nigga. Exactly. Yeah, they gonna look at you like, you need to calm your ass down. Course. Somebody killed. Of course. So yeah, LA is not the place to like. Obviously, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, P and B Rock. You know, Nipsey. Like, understand that. It's LA is not that place, bro. Mm-mm. Like they, like I said, they killing 
regular people. They killing regular niggas. They for kill their own. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. You think they not gonna kill you for two hundred thousand, nigga? You crazy? They know. I mean, they the the amount of intelligence they have to know for where these people gonna be and all this. You would think these motherfuckers working. They work for some type of agency or some shit. I, I you know that. Okay, I wasn't gonna be over here. You know he coming with it. Uh, you know, I, I just, I just think that we can use so we can use our time doing better. Better. 100%. We can be so much richer. All of this we energy, can, right, all this shit. Y'all motherfuckers can be really just really be put on oh, all these scams, these credit card scams, and shit that they be running out here and all kind of shit. Y'all motherfuckers can be millionaires if you just take that knowledge that you have and apply it somewhere that's gonna pay you for the shit. Time don't pay. Listen, you only press the thing. Here's the thing: crime don't pay. You pay for crime. That's the thing. You know 100%. what I'm saying? You only, you're the only one who pays for crime. It don't pay. You 100%. pay it. You know what I'm saying? My like, cousin told me, and I don't know. We gotta keep going to the next subject. My cousin yeah. told me one time, right? And shit, fuck my mind up, right? <laughs> like I'm bit, like I'm big Nipsey Hussle. Right, 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 so right. right. Of course, you know. Yeah. And a nigga told me, I want to say he told me this earlier this year. He said, Malcolm. Niggas listen to Nipsey Hussle, but they not listening no, to Nipsey Hussle. No, 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 no. When I tell you, it fucked me up so much because I started sitting back and I, every time this thing comes, I'm like, damn, that nigga, like, he really said, because niggas really not listening to him. Like, don't listen to it because it's hard. Like, listen to what that nigga's saying. Bro. Right, like, of course. He giving you the game. Of course. It's right there. Right. What's your favorite Nipsey song? My favorite Nipsey song? If you song? had to give one. Face the world. Face the world? Face the world. It's up and downs, right, 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 right. nigga. Right. But you gonna be lame on right. your life. Hey, right. that's my favorite. Like, that right. whole song. Every time that song come on my playlist, and that's old Crenshaw. Album. Of course. Every time that song come on, I probably listen three or four times. Right. Whatever I'm driving to, I'm listening to that song. Right. I repeat over and over again, and I'm gonna say every word. Face the world is dope. That's one of my one of <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite songs. I think my if I had to let if there's a thousand Nipsey songs 100%. I can name, but if I had to give one. Blue Lace is one. Mm. I heard that one. I just like Blue Lace is one. Is, I mean, just the melody, just everything he was saying, man. Just and it, and it, and, and the same thing he said in the song is the way he went out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Nipsey Hussle made me understand the power of your words. Absolutely, because he manifested his success. Mm-hmm. He met success. He manifested his rise, and he manifested his death. Yep. Yep, that's the code. That's the that he's one of the ones that he's like a Kobe. Like yeah. it's not one of those ones you just really just kind of yeah. get over. It's kind of one of those like hurts. yeah, it's still it's still low key hurts. Like if, you yeah. know, because you saw his potential. You've seen this man. You've seen mm-hmm. him trying to create businesses and create mm-hmm. jobs and create things for the community. And unfortunately, you know, LA eats its own. You know, unfortunately, 100%. I mean, everywhere eats its own. But I heard Boosie say that ninety percent of the time when rappers get killed, they get rapped, they kill in their own city. Mm-hmm. And in LA, it's a little bit more treacherous when we out here, because you know what I'm saying. We, we'll take out our own, um, you know. We take out the good people. Like yeah. other cities, there's people that's protected. Right, right, right. It's nobody protected. No, no. You know what I'm saying? And I and I said a lot because like I, I, I didn't. I grew up in Long Beach. I didn't mm-hmm. see Snoop Dogg in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't seen his kids come to Long Beach. Right. I didn't see how they treated his kids. Right. So if this is the person that's putting Long Beach on, 
and y'all not even treating his kids with right. respect. Right. Oh yeah, I know right. how y'all feeling about everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. I know how everybody else got to move. Mm-hmm. I remember I watched um, Davies and Nipsey. No, Davies said like he checks in with Nipsey when he got absolutely. Nipsey said Always, I check yeah. in with Davies. He's yeah, like, David, gotta check yeah. in like as a it's just said, a like, respect thing. Yeah, like, hey, bro, like I'm around. Like, right, right, right. What's good with it? Like, what do yo, I need? To right, know? exactly. Bro, what's my environment? Here right around block, block. Right, like right, like PNB Rock. Not to cut you off. No, you good. PNB Rock. The the Roscoe's chicken and waffles that he got killed. That nobody goes to that Roscoe's chicken and waffles. That's the okay again. And I'm gonna that's cut the you off. Worst of the that's worst. the worst. <laughs> I've been saying that forever, dude. That's the worst. That's not the, the one worst. you go to. You, I've been nigga, I've been there. My nigga, at I remember one time I went there at night. We had just got out of a show from I forgot where we was coming from. We had just got out of a show and it was like, yo, let's stop at the Roscoe's. Mm-hmm. This is the one they got the bars on the windows. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like this is not even the one you really even from the bullshit McDonald's. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You do not go to that one. You go to one on Sunset. You go to one. You know what I'm saying? Where it's a little safer. Yeah. One in Long Beach. One it's a little safer. You don't yeah. go to that one. But again, you can't come yeah. to LA in a in a Phantom park it up the street from people yeah. who are in a very poor, poverty stricken. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Area. And you can't come in there showing off your jewelry and your mm-hmm. girl and all this because you can't you have niggas that want to test you. Yeah. And and I'm telling you, this is not the place to test your gangster. You know what I'm saying? Because there's there's, there's 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 a gangster a gangsters. This is where the shit started. You dig what I'm saying? This 100%. is not the place to come and check your gangster. So anybody listening out there, man, I hope you stay safe when you're riding around LA and you riding around just riding around in general. Always be aware. Just do shit. You know what I'm right saying? Place. Exactly. Always be aware. Always know. Your surroundings always know what neighborhood you in. Always know what. Okay, I know these. You know, if you what I'm not supposed like, to be over there. Right, right, right. Over there. exactly. It's exactly. Just that. I mean, and that's what it was was growing up. But I think, do you? Okay, so we talking about we talking about just regular niggas hitting licks. Mm-hmm. Do you think gang banging is lighter today than it <laughs> was? <laughs> okay, I know I'm the only one who's tripping. Okay, oh, I see bloods, full on bloods wearing all blue and all, all you know. You know, Listen, straight up, you know, Chris, where all that, I'm seeing it. I'm like, society is nice the all the way around. You know what I'm saying? I remember being 10, 11. And you couldn't go. Like, was on me. Right, right. You couldn't go nowhere. Like, I remember my dad be like, hey, yo, don't go You can't place. wear that red. You couldn't. I could, you know what I could never get? British Knights. <laughs> never could get British Knights. My dad would never let me get them. It's possible. Ever. My dad is a member. Yeah. Full flash crib. Okay. Red. <laughs> <laughs> Pops, can I get these baby on the Never mind, my bad. You're right. I apologize. I apologize. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it was that. I mean, you get your head blown off for, right. for wearing the wrong colors and shit. But I go to, you know what I'm saying? Like, certain neighborhoods, start, you know, I've been in and, and certain neighborhoods I go to, I'm like, man, this shit didn't change, bro. This shit didn't change. My nigga. Yeah, of course. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, right, right, right. A lot of people more living. Oh, yeah, people yeah. walk around course, a little better. Death was high in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> when when gangbanging goes. 100 days, 100 nights. Like, yeah. I've been telling people, like, bro, it's some shit that I remember, like, but they was telling niggas, you I can't go outside. God, about 100 days, 100 nights. Yeah, I can't go outside. Yep, you couldn't even go outside. 13, I can't go play basketball. 100 nights. Yep, I remember that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know about 100 days, 100 nights. You know what I'm saying? Break down 100 days, 100 nights from, please. Shit, I don't even know. Like, I didn't know it was 100 days, 100 nights. Everybody was killing everybody. For some reason, all the gang just decided to beef Every, the whole yeah, summer. The whole like, summer, I'm from Long yep. Beach, right? Mm-hmm. And Long Beach is 
so if you don't know Long Beach, Long Beach is a full like there's no bloods in Long Beach. Yeah, it's yeah. all Crips, yeah, right? Yeah. It's two big Crip gangs that mm-hmm. be, you know, the twenties and the end. Mm-hmm. They really mm-hmm. the only I ain't gonna say the only two because there's a bunch of gangs mm-hmm. out there, but they the two biggest gangs that beef throughout mm-hmm. the years. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, in my city, which I personally do not like, is very racial wars. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? It's a big racial war. I hate it. You know, I I have a lot of Mexican. You know, my brothers. I call them my brothers, my peoples. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was days that you know you just can't even hang out with your homie. Mm-hmm. Thirteen years old. What you mean I can't go over here and play soccer right. with little? Right. Because his uncle tripping. Right. And it was, and they kill you, bro. Like hundred yeah, percent. Like, I got. I got homies that they just killed because they killed them. Right. They were shooting up family parties, not mm-hmm. OG gangsters. No, it was no, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just how it was. Mm-hmm. So the summers were scary, bro, mm-hmm. growing up. You know, I think, yeah. But yeah, gangbanging is definitely, I'm pretty sure it's still full fledged. Niggas still out here. Yeah, of course. Still getting yeah, of course. Ride, but they it's, walk. It's they not walk. As, as it was in our parents' oh. time. Like your dad and my dad and our parents. Like it, Shit, in the 80s and 90s, was nothing to play with. When Shit, it ain't even as intense as the the early two thousand. Right, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Even early two thousands, even early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. It's digital gang banging now. Like, yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know That's what I'm saying? Crazy. But you know that stuff. You know that stuff created. You know a lot of traumas and different things mm-hmm. that that we grew up with. And I'm, you know, me. I'm a, I'm a big mental, you know, health awareness type person. Mm-hmm. Like I always try to. Always just make sure that you know the next black man is is doing all right with his mental. I'm I'm mm. I'm huge on that, man. There's no secret that I go to therapy currently. I've been to previous therapy, um, you know, therapists and and different things that I've had to go through just my own personal, mm. you know, what I'm saying my own personal life discovery and just journeys and different things that I had to go through to find out who I was mm-hmm. now, and I'm still going through that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think you're ever done growing Never. until you did. You dig what I'm saying? I don't, you know, there's no formula to ever figure it out. You got life figured out. I got this figured out. I got that figured out. And I had to really figure I, I had to really understand that I don't have everything figured out. Mm-hmm. But what I what I had to realize is that it's okay. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's okay to not have everything, everything figured out. Because my biggest problem that I have is I have almost like this control type of thing mm-hmm. that happened with me. I had to have everything under control. I had to know where this was going. I like structure, mm-hmm. doing this, this, and that. And if one thing is thrown off, then my entire... You know what equilibrium I'm saying? Is equilibrium was thrown off. You know what I'm saying? And that shit was trickling down to my family, down to my wife. It was affecting my marriage. It was affecting my children. Mm-hmm. It was affecting my personal every day. You know what I'm saying? Type of thing. And it's not a big thing in our community. Therapy and, and mental health is not a big... It's starting to become mm-hmm. more of a trendy thing in our in our community. But it's not as, in, as big as you would think it is. I think we would get a lot farther in life if Everybody just went to therapy. I think mm-hmm. therapy and God and you know what I'm saying? I think those are the biggest things you can mm-hmm. ever have. I'll switch the th- I'll switch it back. God and therapy. Mm-hmm. Those are the biggest factors that you need in your life, I think, personally, mm-hmm. to try to, you know what I'm saying? If you're going through something or even if you're not, you just want a self-discovery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think it's that. Can you speak on if you've ever had to deal with anything like okay. that or... Um, you know what I'm saying? Anybody in your life that you you've seen go through stuff like that no, that you're okay with sharing? hundred percent. I have. I'm a hundred percent. I've always been big on self. Let's just self love, right? Um, it's funny, right? So like, I didn't start. So I was a psychology major in college. Okay. Right? So I didn't start seeing shit 
until I was all the way in Kentucky studying this shit mm-hmm. and then realizing like so like a lot of people don't understand like the depression signs for women mm-hmm. that are always on TV about her being sad mm-hmm. and her that's completely different for men. Yeah. Like completely different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like erratic behavior, like reckless behavior, um, not trying to go home. All of those things are signs mm-hmm. of depression for men. Wow. Okay. Right? And that's something that I didn't know until I went out there. And then I started looking back on myself, right? And I, I'm not making this up. Yeah. I went back back on myself, like, damn, high school, I actually never want to go home. Mm-hmm. That's why, I, at the end of the day, that's why I was good at football. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go home. I'd rather mm-hmm. play football all day, mm-hmm. train, and work out because it ain't no food at the crib. Right, right, right. TV don't even work. Mm-hmm. I'm about to go here and sit down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, what's the point of going over there? Right. Like, I'd rather stay here and, and you know, catch a football. Right, right, right. I'd rather stay here and run a route or, you know, work out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you see stuff like that, like, are like PTSD, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The signs for PTSD in men are different from women. Of course. You know, but they don't, they don't say those things. Mm-hmm. Like men don't know. Right, right. Like this, this, bro, you have PTSD. This mm-hmm. is a condition, bro. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, like I, I got a, I know an older dude that got shot 12 times. Nigga walked up on his car, shot him. Boom, boom, boom. You can't walk behind that man. Right, 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 right. He has PTSD. Right, right. Like if you walk behind him, he's driving yeah, 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 because yeah, he's like he's traumatized. Traumatized. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the thing is, like, we don't like as black men, right? We don't understand that like it's okay to go figure some shit out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, a lot of my, unfortunately, my a lot of myself, you know. Reflection came when I was in prison mm-hmm. because now you don't have shit to do mm-hmm. but, but, sit, there but think, sit there and think, damn, what the fuck did right. I do wrong? Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you start realizing like certain people that you got. So I, you know what I'm saying? Like my my biggest thing when I came home was me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me. I don't do anything if I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't care who it is. You guys, my mama, you guys, my daddy. They gonna tell you straight up. Mm-hmm. Malcolm don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. He gonna exactly. say no. Yeah, exactly. If I can't help you, guess what you gonna get? Right. Nah. Right. Right. Exactly. Can I get twenty dollars? Ah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 But right. you got a hundred. Yeah. Right. Right. right but I don't got that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, I forgave myself, and that's like a big thing. I mm-hmm. think like I, I that's I, huge. Yeah, hundred percent. It's huge. And I stopped blaming my mama. Stop blaming my daddy. I stop blaming myself. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a lot of things. Like as a black man, we struggle with. We blame ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 forget to forgive ourselves. You know, we so caught up on fuck. I remember, man, six years ago, nigga, I had like a hundred rats, mm-hmm. and it'd be like mm-hmm. I fucked it up. Right, 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 right. Hard, bro, but it's, it's over with. Always harping on yeah things that we can't change. Always 100%. harping on yeah things that that we've made mistakes on. Hundred. We don't really realize that. It's okay to make a mistake. Do you know how many, and I, I, I hate to say this, but do you know how many white men make mistakes? How many times they take their family through debt? How many times they go bankrupt? How many times they, you know what I'm saying? And they, they go through these things. They go through these things just like us, mm-hmm. but they're not, they're not considered traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. And they're just, that's just considered a downfall of their life, but it's not a stain on them. 
It's a stain on a black man if he's mm. got to go through not having a job. It's a stain on a black man if he's went to prison. We, it's a stain on a black man if he doesn't have enough money to feed his child. It's a stain. Mm. It's a stain. And it's a stain. It's a societal stain. And it's a, it's a stain that we place on ourselves. Mm, 100%. It's our, it's, I, tell, I tell black people all the time. Bro, I am the most cocky, confident person in the world. Of course. But you have to be. I don't have an ego. Right, right, right. Like, once you, my wife says the same thing. Once like, you I don't take have an away ego. Yeah, yeah. ego, yeah, yeah. Like, it's people out here getting killed because of their ego. Yeah. yeah. I, got, I got a homie that, you know, not too long ago got killed because of his ego. Mm -hmm. You know, I got people that, you know, and you see it every day. Mm -hmm. Once you detach from your ego, mm -hmm. from the, nigga, I'm the biggest, baddest right, nigga in right, the world. Right. I don't care, bro. Right, exactly. I'm a gangster. That's right. cool. It means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> that's yeah, cool, my nigga. Like, at the end of the day. Right, right. And that's, that's what we, I say all the time. Like, I say when people come out here and they do all of these things and they got to let the world know that they're trans and then they got the world, let the world know that you can pull a hammer and you got the world. What the fuck does that mean for me? <laughs> it didn't change my world. You know what I'm that's saying? Cool, I still have a light bill due. Yep. I still have a car payment to make. I still have to figure out how to get my kids to school, how we're going to eat next week, how we're going to... 100%. This means... That 100%. shit means nothing. 100%. It means nothing. Your personal growth is your personal growth, whether mm -hmm. it, it's not a growth or where it, it, whether it is. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't impact... You know what I'm saying? 100%. Like, it doesn't impact. And I think it's funny how you bring up depression. Like, I had to realize that when I went to therapy, my therapist related to me when he said... He asked me, do you know why you're depressed at times? I said, no. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, and I'm looking for them. You, sometimes you're thinking that you're looking for this. You're trying to go back mm. and you're looking at stories and you think about what you've been through in your mm. life and you're like, did this happen? What, did I, something happen to me when I was a kid? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Was I this or was that that? Start or, going deep into your you start trying to go deep and start thinking about it and nothing. Mm -hmm. And he said, do you understand that's okay? Mm -hmm. Do you understand that's okay that you don't know why you're in this mood? Mm -hmm. Because I would be frustrated that I was depressed. They didn't know and they didn't know why I was mm -hmm. depressed. But you had to understand it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Like it's okay. It was okay not to, not like the things that you've been through, the traumas you've been through. Like it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And when you start to realize, like you said, you had to go do some time and sit down and realize, like, yo. No, what I've been through it first of all, let me forgive myself for doing this shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me forgive whatever the situation was that I was in. And when I get back out here, that's when the change will mm -hmm. happen. Not, not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Not going to change a day of. It's not going to change a week after. But it's going to, it's going to, you're going to eventually start to see that yeah, change. Yeah, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, And this, um, I always felt like I'm big on, like I always tell everybody, bro. Like everybody who know me know, like I'm, I'm gonna tell them straight up, bro. It's okay to feel the way you're feeling. Right. Like I hate when. Damn, nigga. Ugh. Right. All right, bro. Feel that right. way. <laughs> you mad, nigga? Be right. mad. It's nothing right. wrong with right. being mad. Right. Nothing wrong with being happy, bro. It's nothing wrong with exactly. Like, feel that shit. Okay. Bam. This is, this is what it is. Like understand your emotions. I always mm -hmm. tell people, like understand your poison. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I know what type of nigga I am. Exactly. So I'm not going to put myself in positions. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If you don't exactly. understand your triggers, right? right? Like, if you don't understand, like, boom, this is the triggers. Like, right. I see that, I'm going to go over there and do this. Exactly. I might even go over there. Exactly. I might even go see it. Right. Look this way. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just simple stuff like right. that. Like, you, truthfully, so this is what a nigga told me in prison. Mm -hmm. He said, I'll write down, right? 
get a piece of paper, write down all the qualities of a nigga that you would look up to. Mm-hmm. Right? Wrote down every single quality, what the nigga looked like, what he got, mm-hmm. right? And then he said, right? He said, so you write down everything. He was like, now I need you to start. He's like, now act like that person. Right. He said, act like that person. Mm-hmm. He said, you ain't got to be him right now, mm-hmm. but act like that person. What would that person do in a situation? Right. He said, once you act like that person for mm-hmm. so long, that person becomes you. Right. You know, and that's what I try to do every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand. Now I understand my aggressions. Right. I understand who I am. So it's like, if I'm in a situation and I know shit about to start going left. Separate yourself. Yeah, I'm just, just going to head over here. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? My ego not right, big enough. Like, right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Like what we were talking about earlier before we started filming is like, you know, we get into these situations and we realize where we could take it. Yeah. And then you start to, but if you are a mindful man Mm -hmm. and and, and you seek a higher purpose and you know, you can, then you know, you can take your ego out. So kind of, you know, piggybacking off that, like we were saying, um, you know, at certain times when we want to react a certain type of way out here, Mm -hmm. um, we have to, you know, think twice again, who's going to be there for your kids. Mm -hmm. If you pop off in the streets, you got to be, you know, and then, unfortunately, sometimes we don't have the best advance, especially when it comes to getting in trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. We don't have the greatest chances of, of mm-hmm. seeing the, the, the brighter side or the lighter side of, of charges and lighter side of things mm-hmm. um, because, you know, systemic and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, 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 the color of our skin, yep. you know, prevails through all of that. You 100%. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. So we have to be just a little bit more mindful than than, than others 100%. in the streets, man. So, you know, um, I got to wrap it up, man. But, you know. Quick question for you. Yeah, before, yeah. You, before we move yeah, on. Because yeah. like, you were just talking about the, the self-awareness, the self-growth. And all Absolutely. That yeah, yeah. Please. I don't get many I, questions. So I appreciate. I, I, I know this answer. Mm-hmm. Right. And I. Um, did you lose a lot of friends? The more healed you got. Like when you when you start. Elevating yourself. Oh right? yeah. Did you yeah. lose friends? Yeah. 100%. yeah. I tell about it all the time. Yeah, I had, to, uh, and that's the thing. That's the thing. There's some. There's sometimes in life, man, um, where you you start to grow in certain things, and you start to look back at the people that your circle, mm-hmm. right? And when you can't do certain things, I have kids. We both have, mm-hmm. you know. Um, kids, mm-hmm. we both have relationships. You can't just do certain things, and it's, that's not even just the reason why you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't be out here in these streets as a dad doing these certain things. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like for me personally, like if I go with my boys and there's one single man in the group, like I only like the only dudes that I that I, I kick it with are pretty much married men, mm-hmm. and I surround myself with married men because nine times out of ten. Ain't nobody in our group finna be trying to check at no, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Ain't no, and I, ain't nobody got to play no awkward wingman role. Mm-hmm. Cause I personally think you know wingman is disrespectful, mm-hmm. you know, to your to relation your relationship. Um, but nobody has to be put in those types of situations. It's the environment that I continue to to put myself in. Mm-hmm. When you're growing and when you're changing and when you have these different things that you go through in life, having kids, uh, been through you know traumatic issues that mm-hmm. that 
that force you not to live that that life you used to live anymore, you're mm -hmm. obviously going to lose a lot of people along yeah. the way. Just because your your ideas change. Your idea, absolutely. Just your idea of going out and absolutely. having fun is completely different. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Like, I just want to go out and have fun. Right, Dance, right. Get drunk. Yeah, and listen to music all day. Yeah, I mean, bro, I I said that I used to be. You couldn't find no club where I wasn't in. Mm -hmm. There was no club in Orange County that you didn't know that I wasn't in. Mm -hmm. If I was in that motherfucker, I was in there, and everybody knew it. In there, in there, in there. In there. Yeah. I knew the promoters. I knew the the, the girls that was gonna be there. Uh, I knew the DJs. I knew. I walked in the clubs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I never, I never really waited in lines in clubs. I was, I'm not, you know, toot my own horn or nothing like that. Cause the club is nothing to be yeah, like. 100%. I got juice in. There were back then. You know what I'm saying? It was the shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Oh, I got shit. That's nothing. What the f does this mean? Me walking in here and not having to pay and not having ten people with me and I'm just walking. Means nothing. Yeah. Means nothing. Go right, right, right. This <laughs> means nothing at yeah. the end of the day. A lot of things that you thought were like, damn, nigga, this shit finna be. It's nothing. Hundred percent. It means nothing. Jordans mean mm. nothing. I, 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 and I bring it up with Jordans. Mm. Like people use Jordans as this like tier. Mm. Like you have to rock these Jordans to be tiered. Mm. Nigga, I wish I would pay five hundred dollars for a damn pair of shoes. You know how many damn. Uh, how many? This is the old man and dad speaking. You know how many damn diapers that is? Five hundred dollars worth of diapers. You know how expensive diapers is? You know that you need exactly. Yeah, if you can come, yeah, of course I love Jordans. If I can come up on them, I'm getting them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but there's no way that I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. You know if I'm out the store, I'm going to little boo boo over here. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Because the stuff just doesn't mean stuff like that to me anymore. And it's just, and then going back, it's just that you can keep it as simple as that. But that the things that that kind of held me and hindered me, the, the things that I thought that were like made you somebody in life, mm -hmm. means absolutely shit. Yeah. Means absolutely shit to these days. And the people that you, the, the even the company that you kept back in the day, it means absolutely shit. I hung out with you know celebrities back in the day. I hung out with cats. I've I've been to tables and and table readings. I've been to you know and back of and, and clubs and comedy clubs and the people. people. I've been there was, but it means nothing. nothing. 100%. Stature and status means nothing. Mm. And 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 as as when you continue to grow in life and you continue to, to go through you know things and you go through life and you have kids and you you know you're saying you go through real life shit. You realize a lot of the people who are around you weren't even there for you they were there for the ride mm -hmm. they were there to to ride your 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 coattails mm -hmm. to, to see what they can get out of you and even if they weren't doing that it was they're still at a point in their life where they're not trying mm -hmm. to elevate and they're not trying to grow and that's fine mm -hmm. i just keep you on the back end yeah you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna use you for yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If going out, I'm gonna go out. Exactly. I'm gonna go out with One of my my good one of my cousins said, "Know where to place people in your life." Hundred percent. Know where to place people in your life. Know what this person brings to the table, mm -hmm. and know what they're for. And then keep your expectation there. Mm -hmm. Don't set your expectation because you change, thinking that somebody else is gonna change. 100%. You cannot be mad, and you can't sit up and get mad at these people. Because they are who they, they, are, who they are. Yeah. Because you changed. You it doesn't change. work that way. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? All the time. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You you have to give yourself a little bit of... You have to give mm -hmm. yourself that credit. But also understand, you were in this place not mm -hmm. too long ago. 
And that's why I ask you that question because I always tell people like, bro, like when you start doing stuff better for you, you start moving for you, you start like if people gonna fall off. You know, right. I always give them the analogy right. of like when you see a spaceship takes off, right, right at a certain point the rocket can't go. With exactly, it. exactly. You know, exactly. the rocket got him there, but right. at a certain point the rocket gotta come on. Right, back, they go and you gonna take off from there. Right, like understand that sometimes this shit happens. Exactly, you know? and then that's just that's just what it is. Yeah. That just be what it is, man. Yeah. Life is. I hate the saying "life is gonna life," but that's just what it is. I, I don't. I, I hate that saying, but it, it just it's, 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 it's the truth, my nigga. Like it's really it's the, the truth. truth. That's just 100%. what it really is, bro. Like you know what I'm saying. Um, my last two questions for you, man. Um, what's more important to you, man? What's more important in life? Um, do you think if you were to die today, mm-hmm. right? What's more important to you, leaving? values or leaving a legacy now i'll separate it and i break i like to break this question down Mm -hmm. that to me personally values is something that live on forever Mm -hmm. legacy is something that lives on forever are you going to be the example like the visual legacy or do you want to leave an impact mentally what's more important to you the visual of how you were shown or how you presented yourself to whoever you make an impact to mm-hmm. or what you teach them what do you think is more um important i think or it could be both it could it be yeah, both, both too. Was, yeah it could be I, both I think, too i think for me i think the value that i teach and the value that i carry like the way that i like i try to be me regardless mm-hmm. of who is around mm-hmm. Cause I I like me now. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying. That's dope, and that's dope. Like that's I, dope, I just, man. Like, cause truthfully, like, like truthfully, I am not like when I came home, I didn't want to live. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. I was perfectly fine with dying. Mm-hmm. It was what it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Hey, I wasn't strong enough to. So this one thing I want to say: mm-hmm. the person that kills themselves is a strong motherfucker. Yeah. Like a strong, that's a strong to break yourself. It's, it's not you got to strong. That yeah, shit hardest. That's going easy. against every natural human yeah. instinct you have. Everybody's afraid to die. To blank yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's that's tough. It's a tough situation, and mm-hmm. I got to a point where I wasn't strong enough to kill myself, but I was perfectly fine with dying. With dying. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So then I got to me. I like me. Well, fuck the like me. Right. I like me. Right, right, right. My girl like me. My mama like me. Mm-hmm. My kids like me. Mm-hmm. My dad like me. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. That's when it. you realize there's about ten people in your life who you really want to like you, <laughs> shit, so much easier. <laughs> shit else matters. So yeah, shit else matters at the end of the day, right? hundred <laughs> percent. It doesn't matter at the end of the day when you really figure out those about five, six, seven people in your life who who you really want to have that importance to. You know, mm-hmm. who you really want to feel important to. Once you realize, like, fuck the world, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck the world. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. And I, so, <laughs> like, I feel like my values of who I am, I try to make sure that, like, I'm the type of person, like, I'm going to let the people know for, that comes coming up under me, mm-hmm. hey, bro, if you go right, that's what's going to happen. Right. Of course. You know, I'm not, I'll, I'll share every every bit of information that I have that I know in life, sports, football, mm-hmm. women, girls, how to make money, 
where to work at, mm -hmm. stuff like that, I will give you the whole blueprint. Right, the game. Mm -hmm. I will give you everything, bro. Because at the end of the day, no matter what you know, for one, it ain't gonna stop me. Right, I'm gonna get right. Of course. You know, but you know, so I, I, I hope, and I, cause you, my, I hope my values become my legacy. Mm -hmm. Ooh, ooh, shit. Yeah, I dig that. I, I never that, heard that one. I, I I've never I, heard that one. You know, so I, I hope that what that I teach mentally right will leave an impact on the next generation. Right. At the end of the day. My biggest fear has always been to be forgotten. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if people fear death. I don't really fear death. I fear being forgotten. Right, right. I don't know if people remember me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I try to make sure that I give the game to people. Like, hey, bro. And it could be just as simple. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know a young dude who just got out of prison, right? Talking about, oh, I want to be a rapper. Mm -hmm. And I said, bro, I ain't going to lie to you. That might not be the game. Right, right, right. That might be that. That might not be it. And he was like, oh, what you mean? I'm like, you gonna, once you get into this rapping, you're going to realize... A lot of that niggas don't move the way gangsters move, bro. No, no. And you can't do gangster shit with them niggas yeah, over here. No. You gonna be back in right, prison. Right. A lot of a lot of niggas don't realize that when you when you're a rapper, you can't be a gangster. Mm. There's no such thing. Mm. There's no such thing. So mm. stop leaving stop leaving that value on kids mm. and on people because that's not a value that you want, you know what I'm mm. saying, these people to grow up with. Now it but it's now there's a way you could speak your life. Of course. That's how I tell people, like, okay, gangster rap is gangster rap. But gangster rap is not him right. telling you to go do it. Right. He's speaking his life. Right. I'm not telling you to go shoot nobody. Right. I'm just saying, nigga, when I roll down that block, right. I had to pop that gun. Right. Your life ain't like that. Right. You know, if a nigga in Compton is talking about his life and you live in, like, I live in the city of Orange. If you mm -hmm. live in the city of Orange, you can't live that life. Right. Right. You, you exactly. don't have type of Exactly. That's why I, I, <clears throat> when people put Jay Z as his goat, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't ever say Jay Z. He's definitely top, mm -hmm. but do I think he's the 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 goat? No, mm -hmm. but what I can say of how important he is to music, mm -hmm. he's important because he speaks on what he's been through. He speaks on the things that he had to do, mm -hmm. but he tells you how to get. Out. Mm -hmm. He gives you. It's called the blueprint. Mm -hmm. He gives you the formula of how. So that's why I say that whole. Would you give? You know, would you take fifty thousand dollars? Would you take Jay, dinner with Jay Z? Mm -hmm. I mean, you heard it. Yeah, hundred percent. You heard about that. Um. And it's like his response was dope. His response was like, "I would take the fifty thousand dollars." Hundred percent. Why? Go back and listen to the music. I gave you, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I gave you how to do it. I gave you how to flip this and turn it into this legitimately and how to do this. And as that's a value you can impact and you can, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's the legacy of the value he mm -hmm. created. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what I hope, you know, my... And I want to say, bro, I appreciate you for what you helped me through with music, bro. Mm -hmm. And just to see your growth, bro, is amazing. Appreciate like 100% to see your growth with your girl, your kids, bro, and being that, like, family, man. Um, I thank you for, for coming through, man, and, you know, breaking bread with me, man, and, and fellowshipping with me, man. It's, it's, uh, we live in these, these dark times, man. Mm -hmm. We don't live in a, in, a, in, a, in a world where we can feel comfortable coming in and speaking on, you know, our feelings and speaking on, you know, different things um, and feel uncomfortable. Like I was telling you earlier, we don't, you know, black men have never really had a safe space. Mm -hmm. I, I created the spot 
um, so that this is a place that we could come and enjoy ourselves and deal with ourselves in a, in a certain manner to where we could speak on the real shit, mm -hmm. uh, but also get to the bullshit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I, I thank you for coming through, man. And I got and you all time for for so much, man. I, I thank you, and I always felt appreciated when I spoke to you. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I always felt like, you know what I'm saying? When we was we was coming up and and different things, and you know, you never tried to, you know, I ain't listening. You never really, no. you never did that, man. You. You always, you know what I'm saying, made me feel like I was making an impact on you. Mm -hmm. you know Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying. Hundred percent. Because you did. You know what I'm saying, and that's why I have to make sure that I tell you that. You know what I'm saying. Because like I said, black people don't tell black people. No. Hey, bro, you did made me go that right. way. Right. Which made me do this. You know right. what I'm saying. I wish, right. obviously, with music, I wish I had did things a lot differently. Mm -hmm. But it is what it is. At the right. end of the day. You know what right. I'm saying. Right. So yeah, I, I I appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Man. I, I thank you, man. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining me at the spot, man. We will definitely have this brother back on, man. You know, um, this is a this is one of those one of those interviews where I really appreciate and I really love. You know, I appreciate all my guests and everything who's, who's ever come through. Um, you know, but obviously this one this one was was a little you know what I'm saying a little more complex. Um, we had some hiccups. We had to get through through it. <laughs> but again, it, again, it's a spot, man. Yeah. It's, it was never appropriate. It was just a place for you to come, hang out, and kick it, and you know what I'm saying, have you a good time, you know. So, Malcolm, man, thank you for coming through, yes, man. Sir. Anytime, man, every much time. appreciated, man. Like we love you, man. Here, twenty minutes away, bro. Yeah, yeah, I call you, me. Man. I got you, man. I appreciate. Hey, it. I appreciate call me anytime. It, man. Uh, thank you, man. Well, thank you. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. Once again, shalom to you and yours. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh -huh.